and work to help bring other detained Americans home. Griner left an Army Medical Center in Texas on Friday, one week after arriving there to recuperate from nearly 10 months in Russian custody. Julie Ryan, NBC News Radio. Christina KCAA Loma Linda at 106.5 FM K293CF Moreno Valley. Welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, created and hosted by Scott Knudsen, to explore the crossroads of horses and business. Now here's your host, Scott Knudsen. Hello and welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knudsen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Whether you're watching us on our podcast or one of our many platforms, or listening to us on the radio on NBC in California on our great affiliate, KCAA. Welcome to the show, and please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Cowboy Entrepreneur. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Executive Director of the United States Team Pinning Association, Cody Wood. Cody, welcome to the show. Well, hey, Scott. Thank you uh, so much for having me. It's great to be here. Man, I'm so glad we're getting to do the show. We've tried a couple of times in either my weather or your weather. Something's happened, so... uh, uh, I'm glad we're getting it today for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, it's so out good. It did, man. Uh, so Cody and I met in Amarillo at the World Finals for the USTPA uh, a few months ago, um, along with Equus Television Network was there too, and just hit it off. And I just love what Cody's doing for the association and, and couldn't wait to have him on the show and, and talk a little bit about it. So uh, thanks again and, and welcome. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Like I say, it was great to meet you down there in Amarillo. You know, we had a lot going on there at our World Finals, and there's just a lot going on, right, with inside the Western sports world and, and team pinning and ranch sorting yeah. specifically. Um, yeah. We've got a lot of things in motion, and, and uh, it's all very exciting. And so looking forward to sharing some of that. I love it, man. So before we get too far into this deal, what so people want to follow USTPA, what is the best way for them to start following it or they can start looking at some things as we're talking? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, our social media, you know, whether it's, you know, United States Team Pinning Association on Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, uh, YouTube, we have a great following there as well. And then just at USTPA.com, there's just a a load of information and and wealth of knowledge about our sport and and, uh, what we've got going on. So those areas, you know, are great places to go for resources if you want to try to get into this sport and, and follow it a little bit closer. Love it, man. I love how Equus Television is there, too, on some of the bigger events, and they're there and, and, and showing it live so you can watch it. Yeah, they do a fantastic job. I mean, they have just been so great to work with. And and one of the biggest, you know, fan you know wins for us with them is the ability to go back and rewatch certain things. You know, sometimes with some of those live feeds, whether through Facebook and things, there's some challenges. And, and Equus, Equus Television with their platform and the ability to kind of build a library has just been phenomenal. You know, not just for our riders and, and current members, but for people that are new to the sport to be able to go back and, and watch some of these intense championship rounds uh, take place all right there through Equus Television. Yeah, it puts you right down in the right down in the arena for sure. Um, I love it. So let's talk about you, and then we'll jump back to the association. So, um, where are you from, and how'd you grow up? Did you grow up around uh, the sport of team sorting and team pinning? You know, I kind of have a, a little bit of a different path to the sport of team pinning, if you will. But I'm, I mean, I grew up in a rodeo bull riding family uh, west of Denver in the mountains of Colorado. And and uh, my dad was a bull rider. My uncle's a bull rider. And uh, so been around Western sports my entire life and and uh, love everything about it, you know, and, and just what it represents as our demographic and everything else. But, um, you know, I've always been around horses and, you know, had horses at the ranch, that sort of thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, found myself in an opportunity to start announcing some rodeos and some team pinning and ranch sorting events. And that's how I got kind of in touch with the USTPA and, and um, just fell in love with the sport and, and the people. You know, the people mm-hmm. inside this sport are, are just fantastic. And, and uh, you know, it's one of those Western sports disciplines that I think has not even come close to scratching the surface or hitting a ceiling, if you will. Um, just from a spectator standpoint, an excitement standpoint, and then the the path to get involved with it. You know, all those areas are are at the highest of levels when it comes to Western sports. And so we are just getting this ball rolling. I, I love that, man. I, I agree with you 100 percent. I love the sport and um, everything it stands for, for sure. And the Western industry, though, you know, we just were both in Vegas for 
a lot of days for each of us total for sure. And, <laughs> and, and the sports growing, the Western sports growing and people want to be in the industry, even if they're not riding horses yet, uh, they want to be around it. I think it's the people and the animals and just the uh, environment. It really is, you know, and, and I mean, like I said, been going to the NFR and different occasions, you know, my whole life. And I mean, there was an energy this time about it that, that was a little bit different, you know, and, and I'm, I'm also a, a PRCA announcer, you know, so for Pro Rodeo and and uh, our guest speaker at the uh, State of the Union, if you will, for the PRCA was Taylor Sheridan from Yellowstone and um, really had a great message that I think can just really resonate. And it goes to show you kind of where this kind of grassroots effort has come from and, and whether or not you're a fan of the show Yellowstone and, and some of the, you know, uh, you know, Hollywood drama that's in there. But at the end of the day, they you know, they incorporate a lot of real life Western sports, whether it's from cutting the bareback riding um, and different reining and, and that sort of thing. And then tie that all in. And it, it's been a huge plus for us. And you could feel it there in Las Vegas. So whether you're there for the rodeo or, I mean, heck, the fashion industry with inside the Western world, um, lots of different avenues for you to participate and uh, build a successful career. I love it, man. There were so many people buying their first hat and their first boots and, <laughs> yeah. and, and the autograph signings, man, the lines were so long. People just wanting to get close to people that do this sport. So it was yeah. really fun to see as well, to see the yeah. uh, athletes get that support. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I mean, they are definitely at the, the peak of their, uh, their dominance in a sense, and especially a few of them specifically, you know, like a Stetson Wright or, or whoever the case may be. But, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was really great to see. And like I said, you mentioned it, right? Like watching these people buy a cowboy hat for their first time. So, yeah, love it. you know, what, yeah, whether they're wearing it the right way or not, you know, I don't care. You know, that's the ultimate goal is to have more people wearing cowboy hats and more people owning horses and taking care of horses at the end of the day. So. Absolutely. And I, I think that's why uh, you, uh, the association is so important, because it's a way for people to get involved and to start watching it and then maybe get their first horse and go to the clinic. So um, it's a great on ramp for people to get in the industry. And that's what we have to have anyway, first off. But second, it's 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 a great opportunity to capture that. Yeah, it is. And, and I could go through a hundred different members of our association that basically, you know, and simulate exactly what you're referring to, but ultimately the sport of team pinning and ranch sorting specifically, um, you know, at the highest level, it is extremely difficult. The horsepower, the, the horsemanship is, is as good as it gets. Um, yeah. But the fortunate thing that we have is we do have a rating system. You know, it's an eight scale rating system that allows people to come in at, at a beginner level, if you will, and compete right away against other beginners. Um, and so, you know, they're in the same stage, the same arenas as these top, top tier riders. They have the ability to not only, you know, interact with these top tier riders, but then there's certain classes that kind of correlate with each other that allows them to ride with these top riders. So you're right. seeing these folks come in, um, you know, maybe not have the most experience in the world, whether it's from, you know, they're new, new to horses or maybe they're new to competition. Um, but then the ability in this platform that we've created has has gotten a chance for them to to grow immensely in both of those areas, you know. So whether you know we got some folks that are you know champion wrestlers, you know D one NCAA wrestlers that you know had that competitive itch and wanted to get it scratched, and they are highly competitive now in the sports of team pinning. There's numerous you know past athletes like that that are now with inside the team pinning world, or there's you know some folks that might be you know business owners, maybe a little bit uh, you know. Uh, up there in a few years or whatnot, you know, but they want to, you know, work with their family, with their sons and daughters, granddaughters, grandsons. And this gives you a great opportunity to have a great family weekend and, and, and not only have fun together, but also compete and, uh, and hopefully win together. Yeah. I love that, man. It is a family sport for sure. And it's a friendship sport. And, and as you um, accelerate up to the higher levels, it is competitive, but everybody helps each other. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's the ultimate team sport, you know, I mean, hence the, the you know, yeah. team thing, but it's, um, you know, the ability you're communicating with each other inside the arena. Um, you're, you're going down the road together or, or, you know, you know, meeting up with each other and you're teaming up with each other, you know, on certain events, you know, they call them blocks, if you will, with your traveling yeah. partners. Um, but the other thing, you know, like that's obviously a great thing to, to be able to travel with your friends and your partners and your family. But we also have draws too, which what that does is it allows you to 
um, like maybe you're new to the sport, um, you have the opportunity then through a draw system with each class to ride with a, a random draw. And so that gives you the opportunity to meet new friends, meet new people, and, and ride with some of those top tier riders that you might not have known. And, and uh, um, so if you didn't go to a clinic or something like that, here you are, you have a chance to actually compete with them and, and work with them in the arena. And that's a lot of fun. I used to do the draw just because it was a great way to meet people. And, and yeah. uh, it, it was it was a lot of fun for sure. So can we explain the difference in sorting and pinning? Because maybe someone hadn't seen it before where, where the where the uh, pinning is three and the sorting is two horses. Yeah, you're right. And, and so they're almost like cousins in a way, right? You know, they're very <laughs> similar, but different. Right. And, and uh, so, you know, most of our events are, are three days long on average, you know, and we'll team pin for the first two days and then ranch sort for the third day. And so team pinning, you know, you, you've got 30 head of cattle that are going to enter the arena and, and uh, each cow is tagged and numbered. And, and so there'll be three ones, three twos, three threes, three fours, and so forth. Um, but you, like I said, you have three uh, folks on horseback and they're entering in on the other end of the arena. Um, and then the announcer, once you cross that foul line, will call out a number. And so if he calls out cattle number three, it is your job as a team to go in and grab all three of the threes with inside that herd and then bring them back down to the other end of the arena uh, where there's about a 12 by 16 foot pin and get those three head of cattle pinned as quickly as possible. And so um, when you're comparing this to like a 90 point ride in bull riding or whatnot, you know, you're going to have some teams that get it done in 25 seconds. And uh, just to give you an idea of just how fast and how good some of these top tier riders are. Um, but that's really essentially the breakdown of team pinning. And then when you look at the correlation between ranch sorting and the differences there, you know, the arena is different, right? And team pinning, it's a bigger open arena. In uh, ranch sorting, they're going to con condense that down a little bit and you're going to have a 50 foot diameter pin. Um, that you're going to have 10 or what we, we actually have 12 head of cattle in there. Just so you know, there's uh, zero through nine. So 10 cows that are numbered and then two that are blanks. Um, but uh, then when that announcer does the same, same process of calling out a number, says he calls out number one, it is your job then to pull out the first cow, number one, then two, then three, then four, then five, all the way down until zero. And the first one to get all 10 of those across in, in the appropriate order, then you know, they're the winning team. So very, very exciting when you're talking about speed and, and yeah. on a time and under a clock. And, um, and especially when you start getting into rounds three, four, five, that sort of thing, uh, it gets real competitive real quick. Yeah. I love it, man. Thanks for, for explaining that for people. Cause maybe they don't know, but you know, all of that is used on the ranch. You know, if, if somebody is watching Yellowstone, you see them working cattle and they're separating them out, pushing them to the side. That's all a part of being in the ranch life. So it's a great way for someone that might, maybe didn't grow up on a ranch to get to do that kind of deal, you know, work with cattle and horses. And it's a team sport too, man. I, I love the communication between the riders and the horses uh, when they're working these cows. Yeah, no, there really is. You know, they, um, especially like I said, in, in the, in the ranch sorting too, specifically because you're in a closer you know, yeah. environment essentially, yeah. and there's only you and another person. So a lot of communication going on there and, and, you know, and then a lot of communication going into the, the herd, you know, or going into the arena. Um, you know, there's different strategies on how to approach a herd. Um, you'll see when you start to gain some of this experience, the cows are different from event to event, you know, and some of them might be cattier or, or more likely to uh, to blow out is what they call it, you know, because you got to keep the cows all on one end of the arena. If they cross that foul line, that is a no time. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there's a lot of strategy that goes into it, which just makes it that much more fun. You know, sure. I mean, not only out there and working and your horse and, and your high level horsemanship, but uh, you're, you're bringing in a lot of gamemanship as well. Love it, man. I love it. So, so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about how people can get involved in, in, in the sport. You know, I know there's a lot of good clinics around and a lot of good teachers. And we were talking about there's one in Southern California. And uh, I'd love to talk a little bit more about that and get people involved and get them to their first clinic. Perfect. Sounds good. All right. We'll be right back on the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show with Cody Wood. Scott will be right back with more. Hi, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Heard on KCAA, Fridays, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. 
we wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. Hello, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I want to tell you about a product I've tried and I love, and I feel the Cowboy Entrepreneur audience will as well. It's Rebellious Infusions. Rebellious Infusions, they're little packets of flavor. And you know, it gets hot in South Texas, over 100 degrees every day. And I like my water, but it's water. So I use these infusions, put them in my water. It makes it cold. It's great flavor, zero sugar, zero calories. It's pure energy infusions, rebellious infusions. Go to drinkrebellious.com or on all social media platforms. Drink Rebellious. back to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knutson, with Cody Wood, Executive Director of the United States Team Pinning Association. So, so Cody, let's talk a little bit about how people can get involved in the sport. Uh, maybe they've never had a horse before, or maybe they have one and they want to go to an event. How would someone get involved with a clinic or with a certain trainer? Yeah, definitely. And so, you know, kind of like we had chatted earlier, you know, on whether it's through social media or our website, um, I mean, honestly, I would love the opportunity to speak with anybody that, that had questions and would like, uh, you know, direction on where to go. Because, you know, we've got trainers and, and events throughout the entire country, North America. We even have a lot in Italy and Venezuela and, and in South America. But, yeah, but, um, you know, so essentially the best way to go about it is, is one, is to find a, a trainer or a clinic that might be going on. And we have got our calendar slated with a lot of different clinics throughout 2023 that might be in your area. So that's obviously a great way to get started. You meet people, you get to learn hands-on right off the bat. Mm -hmm. um, so any sort of clinic you can get to is, is highly, you know, desirable and a great way to get things started. However, you know, like I said, we chatted about it a little bit, you know, this is an event that, that if you do have, you know, a horse or whatnot, you can come to any one of our events, get to know some people and enter the three class, if you will, you know, so, um, there is that path and, and you get you started and get you starting to um, you know, meet people, but you're riding with folks that either are at your same level and if anything, maybe a little bit higher level, but very, very similar. You know, so in the three, just to so you can understand a little bit, when we have a, a rating system that is essentially an N or a zero all the way up to a seven. And so in a three class, you can't have somebody that adds up above a three. So you might have like, a one and a two and a zero, or you might have three ones or whatever the case may be. So as you can see, not a lot of separation in ability from one to the other. And so it really makes for a great environment to, to learn it. Um, so yeah, but if they're looking to get involved or, or buy a horse, for example, there is a tremendous amount of great folks out there that are, that are not only going to look to, you know, find a good horse for you. That's a great for, you know, your level of riding, but more importantly, you as a person and your personality, I mean, these trainers do such a fantastic job of, of matching a rider with an equestrian athlete. And, and uh, yeah, so if anybody out there is interested, you know, feel free to reach out to me anytime or any of the social medias and, and uh, we will definitely get you pointed in the right direction. I, I love that, man. And, and they do, they really care because you're going to be out there with them. You know, and sometimes it's fun in a higher class. You might see a trainer and a, and, and a somebody getting trained by this guy riding together. And and I, I think that's fun to see. Um, oh, yeah. Sure. And, and plus, uh, there's no division, I don't believe, right, between male and female. They're out there together. 
No, absolutely. So we had eight. Yes, we had eight year-end world champions this last year. Five Mm -hmm. of them were women. And I am so proud of that fact and so proud of these ladies, honestly, for their their toughness Mm -hmm. and grit getting down the road all year long. And and, uh, what a great... uh, great way to finish off the year we had like i said five of the eight were women and then and then five of the eight were from east of the mississippi which i also think is a great uh um just uh isn't that something yeah just a view in a way that uh, goes to show you where the sport is growing and and what direction it's headed that's so interesting so so what do you see the makeup of the association um is it primarily you know over 50 percent women now is it changing uh, that, that dynamic or is it about split? 50, 50. Yeah, is it's it? about 50, 50. And, and as you get into the younger ages, that it probably leans heavier towards, towards the ladies. You know, mm-hmm. we have got uh, one of the things, speaking of things that I'm proud of our youth and with inside our sport is probably the thing I might be the most proud of when I'm talking about, you know, being a part of this organization and being a representative of it. Um, we have got some young riders that have just over the last few years doing a lot of what we just talked about, riding with some of these other folks and, and being dedicated and committed to their sport um, are just phenomenal. Um, right. We've had one individual uh, that she was the number six world champion this last year. So when you're talking about, you know, seven being the highest, she's, you she's know, one there. from the very top. And, uh, you know, she won it by you know, a massive margin. And uh, she graduated high school here in May and is a freshman at uh, Texas A&M University. And she's just one of many, you know, and and her and our biggest class of the year, biggest event of the year, um, you know, there's three people on a team. Two of them were in high school. Both of them happened to be ladies and uh, they collected a check for over $42,000 with their partner. And so um, that was also great to see as well. I I love that. And I'm so glad you brought that up. The purse money is so strong. And it really helps everybody get down the road. But it also, like you're saying about those two ladies, it helps with school and everything else. There's so much as far as a benefit to being a part of the association. Yeah, there there really is. I mean, uh, especially within the youth, right? If you, yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I've been around youth rodeo and different things my whole life. And uh, this is about as solid of an organization you're going to find for, for young athletes to not only, you know, be around very successful, um, you know, individuals in general, but but the ability to grow and build some scholarship funds and and go into college, you know, without owing anything in a lot of cases. So right. that, that's awesome, man. Yeah, there's fact. there's a ton of character in those kids, man, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But they learn it from the people around them, you know, from the adults. They see the way the adults handle themselves, and it just trickles down. And, they and, do, uh, and then and then we you know, they have to interact as well. You know, they have to go to work and, and, uh, you know, at these different events, they do some different fundraisers. They are massively helpful just from a hands-on perspective and, and whatnot, which is, is awfully nice. And then, you know, kudos obviously to, to their parents for getting them down the road and also to yeah. the other members that might not have kids, um, at any turn in the road, any opportunity, um, our membership will do anything and everything they can to help any one of these youngsters. And so that's also extremely helpful. And, and uh, we've got some great events at our world finals and, you know, hope, you know, that are based around the youth and, and hope that uh, maybe this next year you'd be able to come down and take a look at some of that as well. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. Let's talk about the world finals. Cause I was there for just a quick period one day and, it, but it's so much more than that. It's a several day deal and bands and bull riding and it's an event. Yeah, it really is. And that's, you know, all by design, you know, and, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a, a method to the madness in, in every aspect. But um, so, yeah, like I said, it's seven days long, uh, you know, so it is not just uh, in and out, you know, seven days long, $100,000 added, over $600,000 in cash and prizes were paid out. But, um, you know, like I said, a couple of key notes to take away from it is, um you know, we had over 10 individuals from Italy, you know, that, that were part of the world finals, you know, so just to kind of show you how globally this sport is. And, and so it was awesome to have them there. Um, going right back to our youth, uh, we had one individual that has just been extremely dedicated and Tanner Chapelier that um, was a three-timer, won three different classes. And I'm not talking, you know, small classes, big you know, adult classes, if you will. Um, the young man's only 12 years old and, and uh, has got a big time bright future and, and was probably one of the biggest money winners of the week um, with walking out of there with three gold buckles as well. So that was a huge highlight. Um, and like I said, we also 
have incorporated uh, bull riding and some other uh, Western sport disciplines at some of our events. And, and it's been extremely helpful and successful in a couple different ways. Now, um, you know, you might see why does bull riding and team pinning have anything to do with each other? Well, I'll tell you, from a production standpoint, it's a very smooth flow, if you will, from one to the other, a little bit of an arena change, but uh, um, they do work very well together from a production standpoint. And, and you know, bull riding is, uh, you know, obviously it's the biggest draw attendance wise. I mean, the PBR itself is probably the biggest thing in all of Western sports, you know, so utilizing bull riding to bring people into the stands and we had, you know, close to 2000 people in the stands and, and uh, that energy just increases and, and a lot of these folks have never seen team pinning before, you know, so they come to watch a bull riding and then have the extra benefit of getting to watch one of the greatest Western sports in the world and team pinning. And it's awesome to watch when you look at the crowd and the bull riding, you know, performance might be over and the team pinning starts and these 30 cows start coming into the arena. You see the people kind of perk up in their seat, kind of go to the edge of their seat and be like, what is going on here? You know, and, and um, so that's been a big benefit. It's also given us the opportunity to work with the cowboy channel. Um, and so uh, gave us that kind of foot in the door, if you will, by having a bull riding performance with the team pinning to bridge that gap. Um, and the, and now the team pinning content has showed out so well that you'll see, uh, you know, the USTPA on, on every uh, Cowboy Channel app live performance as well. And and so that's been huge. And, and so just the additional coverage is going to do nothing but great things for the growth of the sport. Absolutely. I love the lounge too, man. You had it. I guess it was up on a trailer. I don't know how you set it up on a stage. And you have big couch and TVs and people <laughs> yeah. laying up there and watching and horses riding by. And that was yeah, it was so fun. It was yeah. So having that VIP area, yeah. one, it just is nice for the riders. We you know serve breakfast every morning or whatnot, if you will. But uh, um, but now and then it gives you know we have those there's four flat screens, and so they literally could sit there, watch the team pinning as it's happening, watch the replay on a different screen, and then a different screen had you know Equus Television playing, and we were playing some past events throughout the years, so. So no matter what you were looking for, you know, you had plenty of action right there inside that VIP area. And then on Saturday, the last day of the of the finals, we cleared that stage off and um, had a great party, you know, to finish things off with Seth Ward and the Silence, a great up and coming uh, country music yeah, artist yeah. there in North Texas. And and um, so it was uh, multi used in multiple facets throughout the seven days. And and uh, yeah, I had a great concert to finish things off with it on that stage. I love it, man. So how so how did people qualify for the world? Do they they start off with some clinics? Do they start riding locally, I guess, or more regionally, and then they they advance up? Is that the way the pro, the, the progression? So the way that it's built is 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 very user friendly in that sense, right? So um, you know, if you look at like the NFR, right, and PRCA Pro Rodeo, you know, you got to be the top fifteen in the world. Here, you you just have to qualify by by going essentially, and so um, the requirement is is that you go to at least three shows a year, and then at those between those three shows, at least ride twenty four times. Um, mm. So essentially, eight times a weekend at those three shows, if that's what you happen to go to. Um, so you have the opportunity to go to your regional finals, which tends to have a tremendous amount of money um, at those regional finals, and then also obviously at the world finals. Um, so it's very user friendly in that regard. And a lot of people, what they do is they, you know, have the goal of going to go out and make sure at a bare minimum to get qualified for the regional finals or the world finals. And then they take a big family trip and, and make a, make a week of it, you know, and, and, uh, but that's how you get qualified. Just three shows, 24 rides, and you could be right there riding for the big money in Amarillo under the bright lights and, and having a great time doing it. I love that, man. And y'all do so much for the everybody that's there as well, because not only the VIP lounge and the money and the buckles and the excitement, but y'all were having Halloween um, events for the kids and there's food. Um, there's so much extra you do to make the participants feel special and the spouses maybe who aren't riding. They, they feel uh, a part of the event. Yeah, it's, it's very family oriented yeah. without yeah. question. I mean, there are kids running around everywhere and, and a lot of them are, like I said, are husbands and wives and kids and grandparents, and they're all competing with each other. And, and we do love that. And the, the Halloween spectacular piece, you know, that's something that we've done two years now and had a great trunk or treat and have worked with West Texas A&M University to help, yeah. you know, put that on. And um, this last year, uh, working with the Amarillo Independent School District, was able to have a couple different uh, 
uh, first grade classes come through and we had field trips there at our world finals. And, you know, like I said, there's a method to the madness and, and, and a trickle effect that hopefully will resonate forever. You know, those young kids, for example, on that uh, field trip, um, a lot of our top riders brought their horses over, let them, you know, interact with those horses. We walked them through the whole facility, explained the sport and, um, they, they just loved it. You know, when you have the ability to be around team pinning and watch it firsthand, fully spark to grasp, you know, what it is and, and how you can participate in it, um, you know, people just tend to love it. And then once you get started in it, I'll tell you, you know, like I said, I didn't grow up in team pinning. I grew up in a bull riding family. And uh, the handful of times that I have team pinned or ranch sorted, um, it is an adrenaline rush that I did not expect. I mean, you really get your motor running and, uh, you know, to kind of get that shot of life in you, if you will. And it's, it's addicting that you want to do it again. Yeah. My family's eat up with it. Um, <laughs> that you know, yeah, man, it's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about um, the, the special events y'all do at different rodeos, some of the larger rodeos like San Antonio and, and, and how many people are watching it. And that's what's exciting as well. It's something a little bit different, but it's within the realm. Yeah, for sure. And so those opportunities, you know, are not easy to come by, but they are, are huge benefits to the sport, to the association, you know, to be able to work with somebody like I said, an example of San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo, you know, one of the greatest rodeos in all the world. Um, and to, to have the opportunity to highlight the sport, work together with the their, uh, you know, um, facility and committee and everything um, is great, you know, because that again, goes exactly right to what we were just talking about. It puts eyes on the sport that might not have ever seen it before. And until you see it and really get a chance to fully understand it, you know, that's when, that's when the light bulb goes off. That's when, you know, the process starts at, well, how do I get into this? You know, and, and, um, you know, so I'm really looking forward to being a part of the San Antonio stock show and rodeo. We've been there in the past for many years and, um, and we were gone for a little while, and so now we're back. And, and uh, yeah, it is going to be a, a fantastic week there in San Antonio. It, it's fun to see the people like at the San Antonio Rodeo and other places like that that maybe have never seen that seen the sport. And they're in there hooting and hollering, and they don't know what for really until they start really yeah. watching it and they start understanding it, and they just kind of buy into it. Yeah. And that's the fun part. It really is because at the end of the day, the sport itself and whether this is the perfect analogy or not, it does kind of allow you to understand, you know, it's almost like a cutting in a horse race format. You know, I mean, you're yeah. out there doing a lot of the same agility, the same horsemanship as you will find in a cutting event at, at some level. Um, but then the ability to turn that cow back and run him down the fence line and, and bring him back to the, to the pin. And um, like I said, you're talking 20, 25 seconds, 30 seconds, that is really moving when you take in exactly what they have to accomplish. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's exciting in those areas. And, and San Antonio is just one piece of the puzzle throughout the 2023 season for us to help grow this sport. And, and we got other events and, and uh, big rodeos that we'll be a part of. And um, you're really looking forward to carrying over the success from 2022 into 2023. I love it, Cody. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, and we're going to find out about some of the sponsors, some of the partners behind helping uh, the association grow, and find out a little bit more about what's coming on 2023 and maybe hear a bull riding story. <laughs> we'll be right back on the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Thank you for listening to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Scott will be right back with more. For more information on Scott Knudsen, the Cowboy Entrepreneur, visit us online at cowboyentrepreneur.com. Hi, I'm Scott Knudsen, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Heard on KCAA, Fridays, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. 
And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. Hello, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I want to tell you about a product I've tried and I love, and I feel the Cowboy Entrepreneur audience will as well. It's Rebellious Infusions. Rebellious Infusions, they're little packets of flavor. And you know, it gets hot in South Texas, over 100 degrees every day. And I like my water, but it's water. So I use these infusions, put them in my water. It makes it cold. It's great flavor, zero sugar, zero calories. It's pure energy infusions, rebellious infusions. Go to drinkrebellious.com or on all social media platforms. Drink Rebellious. Welcome back to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knutson, here with the Executive Director of the United States Team Pinning Association, Cody Wood. So, Cody, let's talk some about the partners, the great partners of the association that are helping it expand globally. Yeah, I'm thrilled to talk about our partners any chance I get. And, and we've got some great ones, you know, and, and quite a bit of them. But, you know, um, we've got folks like like a, a Rayco Builders, who happens to be one of our members and but has a performance. You know, awesome business that, you know, general contractor there that works nationally. Uh, Cubit Hay Company, you know, obviously goes hand in hand with all the horses and cattle we work with that they deliver across the country. Um, visit Cheyenne. You know, if you guys are looking for any sort of vacation, you want a Western experience, um, come visit Cheyenne in the state of Wyoming. And so thank you to them. Uh, Elite Equine is another great one that we work with, one of the top performance supplements for horses uh, going right now that's new to the U.S., you know, it was over in South Africa and the U.K. Um, and then folks at Boot Barn, right? You know, so Boot Barn is probably, you know, that's our big staple, if you will. And and you got to really give credit to them and support them whenever you can because a lot of people don't know this, but they've supported over 600 different Western sports events throughout one year period, you know? So when you're talking about an organization and a business that is truly giving back to its customers and its demographic, uh, you know, Boot Barn is definitely not only a big supporter of the USTPA, but Western sports as a whole. And, you know, so you can't, you know, thank them enough, but, uh, um, and then there's just other, you know, Equus Television. I mean, just fantastic people love what they're bringing to the table, not just here in the USTPA, but, um, for the equestrian sports world in general, and the list goes on and on. And I can't thank them all enough for what they've done to, you know, help uh, further our cause and grow this sport. Well, there's, and so how do other partners get involved? Maybe they're watching the show or listening to us on KCAA and they're like, we want to become a part of this. We want to help. We want to partner. Yeah, out. How do they do that? Yeah, I appreciate you asking. I mean, honestly, I would be that point of contact, you know, so um, Cody, C-O-D-Y at USTPA.com is my email. Um, but you're right. I mean, just to give you a quick example, I mean, our viewership, um, not including Equus and Cowboy Channel, this is just our grassroots effort, is up 130%. We had 1.2 million views uh, this last year. The World Finals alone almost had 250,000 views. Um, and again, with the ability for us to, you know, the viewership coming in through Equus, through Cowboy Channel, through Facebook, YouTube, a lot of different ways to get this brand in front of uh, other customers. And so, you know, not only do you have the banner in the arena and things like that, that you'd have at any Western sports event, but our live feed um, is second to none when you're talking about other Western sports. And obviously, you know, the, take the PBR and the PRCA out of the equation, um, but I would challenge any other Western sport and their quality of live feed with ours. And, and I think we'll be right there with them. And it gives us a great platform to promote these partners really drive sales and create brand awareness for each one of them. I love that, man. And, and, and you know, the people in the industry that are part of the association, they're going to they're going to work with those partners. They're going to support those partners for helping them. And with all the scholarship, everything with the kids, too, that's just a big deal. It know, really is. And, and you're right. That's that right there in itself. I mean, our demographic as cowboys and 
Western sports folks, whatever, however you want to describe us, we are as loyal as they get. You know, I'll give you a prime example. I haven't bought anything but Cooper tires for the last 15 years. (laughs) So, I mean, that's just myself personally and subconsciously. I will not go buy anything else besides a Cooper tire because of what they have brought to the sport of bull riding, the sport of rodeo. And and you see that resonate, Um, you know, Rayco builders, for example, uh, had a great sale this last week and was told that it was generated based off of those views and and watching our live feed. And so I'm super proud of that. And, and yeah, so thank you to all of our partners and anybody, whether you support West, the USTPA, um, if you are supporting anything in Western sports, thank you for what you've done and being there because we need it. Well said, man, from both of us, man. That's it's so important that uh, they do that, and we try and give back to the partners for sure. But it's it's our lifestyle, you know. It's it's what we uh, want to pass to the next generation, and and those partners help us do that. So uh, yeah, they're always special to us. So so what's on task for twenty twenty three? Because y'all are growing, like you say, with such big numbers, triple digit, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, What's yeah, on we've got, yeah, we've got a lot in store. Um, like I said, we talked about San Antonio a little bit, you know, but mm-hmm. we also are going to be in Madison, Wisconsin at the Midwest Horse Fair, which is a, a fantastic a event itself. There's yeah. thousands and thousands of people roll through there. And uh, the days of 47 Rodeo in Salt Lake City, Utah is one of the fastest growing PRCA rodeos in the world with an Olympic style format. And so we're going to bring a slightly different format of team pinning there as well. And um, that is uh, slated to be a huge event for us in 2023. Um, And then our elite finals, Uh, we kind of alluded to it earlier where those two young high school girls were part of the three man team that, that won over 42,000. Well, this year, um, that went from 75,000 added in 2022 is now going to be a hundred thousand added in 2023. Um, and, uh, we are set up for a big time weekend, uh, the last weekend of April in West Monroe, Louisiana for that. And, and so that is really, that's our next big staple, if you will. Um, and so that's just exciting in itself, but ultimately, you know, what this is right now and the growth that we're having is creating, you know, more producers. There's so many more people getting involved around the country that now you're starting to see these people call in, like, how how do we put one on, you know? And, and, and then that's our job is to help facilitate that and, and, and educate them on the best way to go about it and get them inside the, the team pinning fold, if you will. So, I'm so glad you brought that up. So how do people get involved? Say if somebody's in a, wants to have a, 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 a association event, yeah, they so just call you and how do they yeah. set that up? Because there's certain rules and regulations that go with that. To there make is, it yeah, but, it's, but we make it as easy as possible. Right. It's really pretty straightforward. And so if you wanted to put an event on team pinning, ranch sorting, whatever the case may be, you know, there's a couple of different requirements that you have, you know, because there's certain classes that we need to make sure that are involved just to make sure everything's considered equal across the board sure. from, you know, West Coast to East Coast. Um, but ultimately, you know, we do have some sanctioning fees, you know, it's additional $5 in some classes on your entry fees and a little bit higher in one class. Um, but all that money goes back to the riders themselves. A little bit will go into running the association. Um, but like, just to give you an example, $1 of the $5 is actually going to the association. The other $4 is going back to the riders, whether it's at the world finals, the regional finals, whatever the case may be. Um, so that sanctioning fee is diluted throughout all the members, you know, so we're a 501c5 organization. We are a nonprofit membership owned organization. I'm the only actual employee. Um, And so there's pros and cons to everything, but a huge pro in that is that the fees that you're paying, the sanctioning fees that you're paying are 100% for the most part going back to the riders. And so if you wanted to get something started, it's just a quick call to me and, and our sanctioning committee and getting that ball rolling. I love that. And, you know, maybe somebody doesn't want to jump in and start riding, but they want to put on an event or maybe supplies cattle or, you know, and I love that. There's other opportunities. Yeah, you know? definitely. And they can make some money, too. I mean, a lot yeah. of some of these guys are, are, are doing very well for themselves, um, you know, if they put on a successful event. I, I love that, man. So we just jumped right into the association because we both love the sport so much. But <laughs> yeah. let's talk a little bit more about you because I think it's important for people to know you. And, and we knew you grew up in a bull riding family. Tell us a story, man. You remember your first bull riding? I do actually. Yeah. I mean, um, I kind of had a unique experience for my first bull ride. Really. I, I, um, was nine years old and I said, my dad was a bull rider for a long time. He's a gold card member in the PRCA and, and whatnot. But my first bull ride actually happened to be 
in a Roper commercial. So if you remember, you know, Roper shirts and stuff yeah. really big back in, in 1990. And back in so the I day. paid $50 a check, but uh, I had to get on the bull twice because I didn't make it long enough <laughs> between the two, um, you know, but uh, it was a cool opportunity, you know, because not only was I, you know, riding under bright lights in a commercial, the, uh, the adults that were there were some of my lifelong heroes and they were riding bulls. And, and so I, you know, you want to talk about a nine-year-old thinking that they were a superstar. I mean, I was feeling pretty good about myself, but you know, the bull riding world has, has grown and, and has been a huge contributor to the, the entire Western sports platform mm-hmm. as far as introducing our way of life to people in like say New York city or Los Angeles um, that might not have been exposed to it. Bull riding has been a great conduit for that. And um, you know, but I also grew up, you know, my grandfather uh, raised race horses and, and was a very business minded individual. And so um, kind of a unique background, if you will, where I had a bull rider for a father and a businessman for a grandfather. And, and uh, you know, I got a little bit of both in me, if you will. Well, that, that helps the association for sure to see the different avenues. Golly. Yeah, it has. It, it's definitely, you know, been a unique, a unique experience and, and bridges both gaps on both sides. And I l- absolutely love this, the business side of things. And, and like I said, at the end of the day, you know, what a great opportunity I've been given to, to help the possibility of creating more ho- horse owners, uh, more individuals buying cowboy hats, like you, like you were saying. And so yeah. obviously the goal is to grow the association. There's a lot of business aspects that need to be taken in consideration. Um, but at the end of the day, you can drill it down to the simplest of forms. How many horse owners have we created and how many more, you know, cowboy hat owners have we created? I love it, man. I, I love that statement because that's right. You know, it, it funnels and it, it spins that wheel, the Western world will, you know, with hats and boots and belts and trailers and trucks and Cooper tires. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And, and it's, and it is, I mean, I've joked around with people that aren't from our world before and they've asked me certain questions. And I told them, I was like, as soon as my kids and my dog are out of the house, if this house is burning down, the next thing I'm grabbing is my cowboy hat, you know? And so, you know, maybe that might be not completely true. I'm sure in, in the moment, you know, it might be something else, but it does go to show you though, like, you know, when you're talking to some of these folks and, and whether they're familiar with our background and the way we, you know, operate and, and our way of life, um, you know, it sure is special and there's a lot that we should be proud of. Absolutely. That's absolutely. Well, let's talk about the horses too. That's one thing we haven't talked a lot about is, is the horse that's so vital to the sport. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You know, can you talk a little bit about that? Like where they come from? I know the majority is probably quarter horse. Yeah. A lot of quarter horses, a lot of them are from the cutting world, you know, but we've mm-hmm. got a tremendous amount of trainers like we were chatting about, but yeah, these horses, I mean, it's like, you know, a lot of them are like walking a Ferrari into these arenas, you know, I mean, it's not going to necessarily be a monster truck or, or a NASCAR car, even really, you know, this we're talking more, this is going to be like your indie sports car. You know, these things cut on a dime and are as athletic as they come and they're very cowy. You know, they have the ability to read cattle. Um, you know, so when you're starting to really separate these horses from their athleticism, you start to see some of them that just have the ability to know what that distance is from the cow, how to, you know, angle or pursue. And obviously the rider has a lot to do with that as well, but yeah, the horses are amazing. And, and this last year we had some great representatives in our Texas Haynet performance horse of the year and, and going back to our youth and the ladies, right. Our number one horse of the year uh, was a horse called Joker from LS performance horses owned by a young lady, 12 year old Callie Sajoni, who was the, um, was the uh, junior youth world champion. And so, uh, yeah, just couldn't be more proud of the horses, love the that. youth, and, and all of those aspects. And man, I love that. And to start, you know, uh, with as you're starting, you don't have to have that ramrod horse. Correct. You just get in and start riding that horse and work your way up. But yep. when you're riding that horse and y'all have that bond and you're working the cattle the same way, like you're saying, they know what their job is. There's a special relationship and a bond that is just incredible. There is. And that's what's so nice, too. Like I said, if you just get to an event, get the process started of getting to know some of these folks and starting to get some experience under your belt, you know, as you grow as a rider, you know, you're going to get to a point where you need a little bit more horse, you know. And then, sure. and then like I said, there's a lot of great individuals that will kind of help, you know, streamline that process to get you that right equestrian athlete that's just right for you, not necessarily even from an ability standpoint. But how are you going to fit from a personality standpoint? They are such a big aspect of our sport. And, and I was 
just thrilled to be able to highlight them all year long performance horse of the month to a performance horse of the year performance horse of the finals um as they are 50 percent of what we do and we couldn't do this without them absolutely and i love how you highlight them you know i think it's so important because they are the athlete in the arena as well oh yeah yeah, yeah. big time Man, it's so much fun. Well, man, Cody, I appreciate you so much for being on the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Would you mind giving the social media handles links one more time just so everybody can find you? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you can find us just about anywhere, right? You know, so United States Team Painting Association, Facebook, Instagram have done a lot with TikTok as of late. That's been a, a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So those three areas. And then on YouTube, it's been great if you want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, because in that way you're always going to get the notification for when we have a live event. Um, so those three areas from a social media standpoint. And then just USTPA.com has got a wealth of knowledge. A great resource would be is to go to there, go to your regional directors, because not only myself, I'm more than happy to communicate with anybody, um, but we have, you know, 10 different regions and two regional directors inside each region so that they can really give you a hands-on experience of helping you get down the, to the, you know, your first event, if you will. So a lot of different resources there to, to reach out to. I love it, man. As big as the association is globally, you know, there's still that one-on-one -on -one contact and you have it set up so someone can get an answer quick. And yeah, it's super helpful. Touch is so important. You know, it really and, is. And these regional directors, you know, I mean, it's not like they're they're not getting paid to do anything. You know, I mean, they're there because they love it and they want to grow this sport and, and it matters to them. And so when somebody reaches out to them, um, they are extremely helpful. And a lot of times um, they might either be, you know, some of the top riders in the area. And so you can learn from them. And some of them aren't necessarily they just love, you know, so it's a, a great group of, of people that, that I get a chance to work with. Well, I love it, man. Thanks so much. Well, th Cody, thank you again for being on the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. And and please share the show and spread the word about United States Team Pinning Association. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Cowboy Entrepreneur. Thank you all for watching and listening to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Thanks, Scott. Thank you to all the great sponsors of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. If you or your business is interested in being a sponsor of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, please call our office at 830-992-1786 or visit our website, cowboyentrepreneur.com. Listen to KCAA Loma Linda for less confrontation and more information. This segment is sponsored by PressPrint, Southern California's best full-service union printer and mailhouse. They offer the lowest prices around with unmatched service and reliability and free delivery throughout SoCal. PressPrint can print anything from letterhead, business cards, and campaign literature to mailers of any size, lawn signs, banners, door hangers, or just about anything you might want. PressPrint promises to save money for you, your business, or your campaign. If you'd like to learn more, contact Mike Krumbrin at PressPrint, 714-399-877. 08. Get the union bug. Perhaps you remember Senator Barry Goldwater, the GOP's fringy far-right wing 1964 presidential nominee, who famously said, extremism in the defense of liberty is no vice. Today, however, the core of the Republican Party has gone so far beyond the fringe that they would boo Goldwater's right-wingism as insufficiently rabid. Instead, their new rallying cry is, nuttiness in the defense of extremism is no vice. The GOP's mainline officialdom now proclaim themselves the party of extremism. They are openly embracing the crazy, including conspiracy theorists, neo-confederates, and QAnon cultists, hoping to harness the fanatical horsepower of these anti-democratic groups to the party's true purpose of entrenching the supremacy of corporate and moneyed elites. Now, this extremism is about to erupt in the GOP's presidential primary, for a whole covey of these cooing right-wingers have fantasies of taking the group's radical agenda to the White House. All of them are trying to out-extreme each other with raw-meat bigotry and autocratic posturing, but two wannabes have emerged as both the most bullish and bullying, Greg Abbott of Texas and Ron DeSantis of Florida. For months, these big state governors have been locked in a far-right kook-off, including outlawing free speech, banning books, viciously attacking immigrants, preempting local elections and governments, and denying health care to poor people. 
Bear in mind that Abbott and DeSantis are not merely pontificating, posturing, and promising what they might do in the White House. As governors, they're actually practicing it right now. This is Jim Hightower saying, I don't know if Abbott and DeSantis are the worst that the GOP can do, but pay attention for today's Republican elites intend to pull our democracy down into the plutocratic, autocratic, and theocratic maelstrom they're creating. It's time to make the Tri-City Center in Redlands a regular part of your weekly shopping experience. Tri-City is home to a wide assortment of quality businesses, including the all-new Ocean Aquatics. Check out their variety of exotic tropical fish along with fish food, accessories, and tanks of all shapes and sizes. The Tri-City Center is located just off of Alabama in the Tennessee exits in Redlands. Visit the Tri-City Center today and find out why it's called the Mall with a Heart. What does the Weatherbug app tell you? My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose Weatherbug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the Weatherbug app today for free. This holiday season, immerse yourself in the Reagan Library's biggest and most extravagant Christmas exhibition yet. Experience a festive forest with over 60 decorated trees, plus artifacts from around the world, including those from the Reagan family's own Christmas celebrations. Capture your family photos in our winter wonderland. And you just may meet Santa himself. An American Christmas story now open at the Reagan Library. Happy Holidays from the crew at KCAA. Do you have a special, personal Christmas message you like to convey? Imagine the delight of your loved ones when they hear all about it on KCAA. Do you want to get your message out about your Christmas side gig, business, or service? How about your holiday event? Put us to work and support your favorite local radio station, KCAA. For a modest amount, KCAA can get your message out to nearly 1 million listeners from Yucaipa, Reno Valley, Hemet, Cherry Valley, San Bernardino, and beyond. For more info, you can jingle our bells at 909-793-1065. That's 909-793-1065. Or you can log on to kcaaradio.com. Make your holidays delightful, memorable, and special this holiday on Express 106.5 FM and 1050 AM, the stations that leave no listener behind. NBC News Radio. I'm Chris Caraggio. WNBA star Brittany Griner says she'll resume her basketball career with the Phoenix Mercury and work to help bring other detained Americans home. Griner left an Army Medical Center in Texas on Friday, one week after arriving there, to recuperate from nearly 10 months in Russian custody on a trumped-up drug charge. In her first public comment since being freed in a prisoner swap, Griner thanked President Biden and says she knows he's committed to bringing home former Marine Paul Whelan. About 100 Starbucks stores across America are going on strike for the next few days. One of the strike organizers says they plan on putting up a fight as workers demand better pay and benefits. We definitely are not backing down. You know, we have all of our partners out here fighting. Um, and we just want a fair and equal contract. You know, it's really not that much to ask for. You know, Starbucks needs to come to the bargaining table. You know, they have they make billions of dollars. They can afford to pay us better. They can afford to have us better benefits. This is the second cross-country strike by Starbucks Workers United after it staged a one-day strike last month on the company's Red Cup Day promotion when it gave away reusable holiday cups. The union said this strike is to protest unfair labor practices, including closing stores that voted to join the union. It also said the company has refused to bargain for an initial union contract. Rent prices are on the decline. That's according to Real Estate Marketplace Zillow, which reported the largest one-month drop in at least seven years last month. The company's observed rent index showed prices dipped by 0.4 percent from October to November. Zillow also noted rents have been going down since reaching a 17% year-over-year increase in February as housing demand has declined due to high inflation and rental costs. Tesla is suffering massive losses on Wall Street. On Friday, Tesla shares dropped an additional 4.7%, marking a weekly decline of over 16% and the worst week the company has faced since March of 2020. The car company lost over $500 billion and ended the week with a share price of just $150. I'm Chris Caraggio, NBC News Radio. The Legacy. 
Southern California's KCAA, the number one talk radio station in the Inland Empire. Did you know here at KCAA 1050 AM that we developed an app for all your Android devices? We're talking about your smartphone, your tablets, you name it. You have an Android format, you can take KCAA with you everywhere you go. We're talking about our audio stream, our video stream, and even our podcast. Go to KCAAExpress.com. That's KCAAExpress.com. KCAAExpress.com. KCAA Radio, Loma Linda, where no listener is ever left behind. And now it's the Better 80s Music Show on KCAA.